Why wait until Friday to start your weekend? Go ahead, start right now. You're thirsty now, and 93.7 The Ticket is here to help you stock up. Just in time for the weekend when I like to hit the clubs. Time to broaden your horizons and try some new wine and beer. It's Thirsty Thursday with Kevin Meyer from Meyer's Cork and Bottle. Shout out to Kevin Meyer in Meyer's Cork and Bottle there. He is actually not in studio this week, so uh, we will not have Thirsty Thursday. But always, as always, head down uh, to Meyer's Cork and Bottle for your alcohol needs. They have a very informative staff that can guide you into what you want there. So uh, no Thirsty Thursday this week. Hopefully we'll, we'll get back to it next week, as it always is a little bit of fun. But instead of Thirsty Thursday, uh, we've also we still got something special dialed up for you in the form of Greg Hepburn, uh, who is joining us now on the block of course father of checky hepburn greg how you doing today doing really well really well how are you oh we're doing good it's nice to hear from you and uh, i'll let strick uh, jump in and, and guide this conversation the way that he knows because i know he's got a better connection with you than than i do at this point gee okay. man it's good to hear from you man obviously you see what you got on b west t bird connection that's my guy we played together in high school G had a lot of people said that uh, you know I was pretty garbage in high school and I was hard to play with. What you think? What, what, what's your thought on that, man? You thought I was hard to play with? <laughs> not a bit, not a bit. I mean, <laughs> my view was always a little obstructed as I was more watching you than playing with you. But you know, day to day grind and practice, man, may help you know develop my game and make it a lot of what it became as I entered collegiate ranks and played ball and you know learned to develop myself. I was a little bit of a late bloomer, and, you know, I didn't start playing until my junior year of high school when I moved here, but, you know, learned a lot and uh, love to compete. I'm a, I'm a competitor. That's what I do. That's what you see what Chucky does, so that's what it is. That's absolutely. So when we look at it, man, you know, we've seen a lot of solid talent come and go in different waves. Uh, over the last wave, you know, we've seen as of recent – you know, we've struck gold in Omaha based on what, you know, these young kids that have come through and have come out. You know, we mentioned and we talk about Hunter Salas and we talk about Chucky and we talk about um, um, and we talk about um, uh, a saint. But, yes. you know, shoot, also the Trail White Cell Juniors down there doing wonderful things in, in Riverside and, and uh, I mean, in California. So uh, I think he's in Fulton, right? He's at, he's at California. Um, Trelly is at, uh, oh gosh. He's at, he's at either Fullerton. I, I know he's in Cali. I can't remember. There's so many Cal State, Fullerton, Cal State, I, I, Irvine, I Cal State. There's all types of them, but I know he's doing well. I mean, I, yeah, he's doing well. And, and, and so there's, there's been a lot of talent that has come and go. So as we look at it now, man, this is kind of what the segment is about, man, repping the polls. I, I, yes. I saw that post and I thought that was <laughs> a very good take on it. I mean, right now, you know, uh, Wisconsin is number eight. That's where Chucky's playing. Gonzaga's number one, yes. uh, where Hunter's playing. And, and Loyal Chicago's 22, 24 on some, and as high as 18. So Absolutely. with these players, man, you had a chance to not only look at them, watch them, coach them. What are some of your thoughts, you know, about the talent level in Nebraska, why it's been overlooked, and what is the the, the how is it that we're missing this talent and, they're con- you know, we're, we're losing them consistently? Uh, uh, you know, from Nebraska to the likes of, uh, you know, well, obviously Gonzaga, I mean, no one really could pass it. Wisconsin definitely is a solid grab. For but sure. there'll be questions about, you know, why, you know, 
Chucky maybe decided not to go. I mean, we don't have to ultimately dig into it. I would like to know. <laughs> but indeed, but, but tell, tell me your thoughts about, you know, the talent. And uh, I've watched and observed over the years as, in, as they've played and competed nationally against yes. some perennial powers. What is your thoughts about, you know, the youth and, and these young men and the, and the roles that they're playing at these schools right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I think you have a, a couple of different dynamics that are going on here. I think, you know, to one uh, is that a lot of the kids are uh, growing up and they're just seeing so much basketball. They're around so much basketball and they have the parents are a little bit more informed. And so there's just a big understanding of what they want. And so kids have goals that they want to accomplish uh, from a young age. And the parents are just putting a lot of effort in to get towards that process. As it relates to, um, you know, just the kids and what they go through, a lot of those guys, you know, I coach them. I mean, you mentioned those guys, but, you know, you have a, 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 a JJ who is, out Jaden Johnson, who is out at Old Dominion, you know, um, you have a Max Morell who is at Stanford, you know, these guys I've watched as they've grown uh, from whether fourth, fifth, sixth grade, all the way through and just really developed. And they just have high standards um, that they really, really want to be able to achieve. And so it's fun to see that process. And of course, you know, I understand the staying home and, you know, being able to play local and watching, having fans, you know, watch a lot of that homegrown talent as well, too. But, you know, I think that there just needs to be a little bit better job of communication, um, Mm. you know, from a young age and being able to identify who some of these players are, uh, because, you know, once once you're you're waiting till like eighth, ninth, tenth grade, everybody really has access to them at that point. So, you know, getting in early and seeing who some of these are and also contributing to that development process as well, too, I think would help with some of the local institutions. Awesome. Yeah, St. Thomas out there in Loyola, um, Chicago right now. He's, he's averaging about eight minutes a game, uh, scoring about three points um, right now at this point. But he has, in some games, have made some wonderful contributions. He's getting a chance to compete and see, you know, and understand the dy- dynamic changes there. So uh, we expect to see greater things in the future out of him because he has a unique skill set that, you know, I think would mold well. Uh, for a good future for him. Chucky in his first year uh, is doing quite well as well. He's starting. I mean, I, I, I know he has high expectations for himself. I think he's achieved that, averaging about 30 minutes a game. His field goal shooting and stuff, that's just adjustment stuff. You know, that's Absolutely. just the quick Absolutely. and the changing of, of the speeds. And, and, and you know, and, yeah, all of those things play in the, into it. But one of the things that he does well that gets him on that court is he defends. He gets yes. after you. He's going to control the tempo, you know, deliver the ball and, 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 and put it in the hands of those that are supposed to, you know, be doing what they're supposed to do. And, and I think that's why they like him there. And then you have Hunter Salas in a similar manner um, who is out there in Gonzaga. He's not necessarily, you know, also he's getting about 15 minutes a game. Uh, they're very good. Um, you know, I think just the size, the physicalities of, of some of the competition out there. He's averaging about six points a game. Um, you know, a few rebounds, um, his assist numbers and turnovers. I think that's one of the things he has to get a hold on. But other than that, man, they're making contributions to solid programs that are winning. I had to go back, man, and just kind of reference myself just so that I can get an understanding, Hep, 
as to what what these guys are doing. I looked at myself. I mean, I averaged about 17 minutes a game, um, about eight points. Um, you know, shot pretty good clips from both 46 percent and 36 percent from three. Right. And then was the was the big eight freshman of the year. So we're not expecting ultimately those things from those type of players. We're just expecting them to continue to grow and be successful and help to be a contributing part. So what do you think now about um, those young men and what's next for them and what you expect for them to do in the next levels of their development? Yeah. Well, one thing for sure is that all three of them work. And that's what, you know, a, a, a byproduct of where they're at right now, you know. Um, so I definitely expect them to continue to deliver what they've been giving their team. And, and make no mistake, you know, despite the differences in minutes played, you know, scoring production or any other type of production, I think that all of them are capable in the same manner, uh, especially with the Saints here who may only be, you know, playing eight minutes as opposed to 30 minutes with Chucky. Their situations are different. You know, he came in, there's some guys that were returning there um, in his situation. And same thing with Hunter as well, too. Um, if a Demetric Trice came back and, you know, was a more uh, um, um, a developed point guard than what Chucky was coming into it, then there's a possibility that, you know, Chucky's minutes might look the same. So, I mean, just the, it, you, you just never know. So the, the circumstances don't tell what the situation really is. Story. So, you know, that, that I think that's the main thing. But in terms of their development, what they continue to do, I think that um, – their, their coaches give them good instruction on, you know, what their next level is, what the expectations are. And those those guys will just, once the off season begins, come ready to work. I mean, they all have, you know, hard hats and lunch pails, that type mentality. And it's just fun to see, watch that developmental process continue to maintain. Well, of course, being here in Lincoln, a lot of a lot of Nebraska fans around are kind of wondering about not being able to recruit those those guys, those in-state kids, and wondering how much that matters. Of course, uh, you know, Fred Hoiberg had a really great class overall as far as the class rankings go. Things haven't turned out so well on the court quite yet. But do you think it, that it does matter to get the in-state kids for Nebraska? If you're, even if you're going outside and getting a top 15 class, would you still rather have a Nebraska kid or two in there from time to time? I think that uh, you definitely want to have some, you know, homegrown kids. Um, But ultimately, as long as you're competitive and, uh, you know, you're getting the results that the fan base want, then I think that's the the biggest thing that matter. But, you know, like I said, you want some homegrown kids in there, especially kids that have, um, you know, accomplished what that group specifically that you're talking about um, have accomplished at the point in their high school career. You definitely want to go after those kids, which I feel that they did. I think Saint was a little bit of a later bloomer uh, than Chucky and Hunter in terms of, you know, his um, his uh, stature in the, the ranking system. But um, I think that I think Creighton, I think that Nebraska, I think that UNO, I think all did a good job of recruiting them. Um, but ultimately, they felt as though their opportunities lie elsewhere. And, you know, sometimes that's just going to happen. You know, I mean, I. Chucky himself, I mean, I'm not from the area. Um, I've been here 30 plus years, but we have family elsewhere. So he's not necessarily as tied, um, you know, to the soil as what, you know, Hunter, who is from here, Saint, who is from here, and their families are from here as well, too. But ultimately, I think they, they, they were recruited well. And, um, you know, just people have decisions to make that are, you know, for, for the betterment of themselves and what they want to do to accomplish their goals. 
Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you, um, and, and I'm going to ask this question. Um, we we haven't had as much success. I mean, Creighton has. Creighton has had tremendous success over the you know past ten years uh, as of late, and and Nebraska's kind of been topsy turvy. Not as much success as you know since I think probably since Tehran left. I would say. Not, not even myself. Probably just after Teron and Vincent and that crew left, uh, they had that one year, that good run with, um, you know, with Coach Miles. Uh, sure, had a pretty sure. solid team. Um, but, but uh, when I look at it, um, I got to be honest with you. Had Nebraska not had the success that they had with Rich King and, and that crew, um, you know, going, being in the top ten, it could have been a different decision for me um, down the road. I mean, if I'm looking at over the years of growing up. You know, we got to see pretty much success at the University of Nebraska, whereas right, right. these kids didn't get to say that. Do you think that also plays? You know, what what would you think could begin to change the ire? Because even for me, the ire was not necessarily just only the success, but also the potential of being able to emerge that to the next level. So yeah. you could see that it was heading in a direction where we come – with who we came with, me, Badge, Jerron, yes. you know, Andy, and we said, yo, let's go down here and make it do what it do. Yes. That's yes. a little different scope than what they've seen in the past. Do you think that plays a part in probably kind of why it hasn't been able to transcend and get some of the talent that we've normally seen coming out of Nebraska? Yep, no, I, I think that's a huge, I think it's a significant piece of it. Um, and to add on to that, I think one thing that probably didn't occur, and even though they did a, a really good job of recruiting, I think that they did not recruit all of who they wanted together and bring us in together. And I think that maybe if that was a component of it, um, I think that, you know, families talking, you know, players talking, what you said, you know, you got with, with uh, Andy, you got with, you know, Badge, and, you know, you guys made a decision to go down there and do the thing yourselves. And so that, even though these kids have those conversations, it wasn't recruited as that, you know, and I think that that may have been, you know, a missed opportunity. Well, it's kind of interesting, too. We can talk about these guys as they relate to Nebraska because we kind of we like to see their success and we'll pull for them either way. But it's going to be exciting because uh, Chucky is going to get a chance to play Nebraska. Uh, hopefully, Nebraska's kind of got some COVID issues, but we'll see. Um, I just heard that. Yeah, set to be on Tuesday. Um, how excited do you think he is at least to, you know, kind of play the, the home state, at least where he grew up and played his high school basketball? Um, that's always got to be fun. He's... he's um been waiting for a couple of years yeah <laughs> he's, you know he's chucky is a competitor um you know he loves to compete and uh he's this is something he's looked forward to and not from a vitriolic type of standpoint you know of, you know he really wants to go rub it in with those guys but he understands the moment he understands what that means you know and he understands what his legacy high school wise here in the state you know, has had on, you know, kids and on fans. Uh, and, and he's looking forward to, you know, coming in and, you know, just really putting on a show. Last question, uh, G-Hap. Yeah. What would you like to see from Chucky? Let's just speak st st strictly about Chucky. Chucky, what would you like to see from Chucky that in his progression that would make you guys to have a real good discussion and sit down about if he leaves his junior year or if he stays for a senior year, what would kind of put you in that mode of having that discussion of having him to bounce out early as opposed to staying for the full term? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the biggest thing would be what his opportunities are, you know, um, 
what 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 some of the projections are are you know on the draft boards uh, would be a huge indicator. But in terms of his game, um, you know, uh, the biggest thing that I would like to see is him continue to the development of his uh, of his jump shot. You know, um, shoot it at a little bit of a higher clip than what he is. And again, it's early on; it's adjustment. Some of the stuff is shot selection. You know, some of the stuff is you know just being acclimated to the game. And so, some of that stuff is going to come. Uh, I think that that would be one of the biggest components because a lot of the things in terms of the decision making, in terms of you know defense, as you mentioned, a lot of those things need to continue to grow in terms of expectation what the coaching staff has. But I like where a lot of his game is right now. I think the biggest thing is just, you know, continuing to uh, work on his jump shot and, you know, show offensive efficiency. Um, I think that he's starting to become a little bit more aggressive. You see that look, you know, in his eyes, something I've seen in him for a while. Um, And once I see that look in his eye, he's going to start attacking then I know that he's starting to acclimate to the game and start to feel a little bit more comfortable. And, um, you know, creating plays for himself, creating plays for his teammates by his aggression, I think is one of the biggest things that he has. And once he gets comfortable, I think we'll see a little bit more of that. He's G-Hep. G-Hep is a coach there at B-West, <laughs> my alma mater high school, the Thunderbirds. G-Hep, keep teaching these young men. Keep raising them up. I know you also touch the women as well. Uh, keep doing a wonderful job, man, in, in helping the younger the group to, to thrive for excellence. We appreciate your service. Thanks for joining us on The Block. That's Greg Hurtburn. We'll be back right after this on On The Block with Strick and Bach.